The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. In those days, a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. My dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and newborn Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So as I begin my reflections tonight, I'm thinking of a conversation I have uh, multiple times on this particular night. I've been having this conversation now for 16 years. This is my 16th Christmas at St. Philip Deacon. And it usually begins with someone from the congregation saying something like, well, it's a long day for you, Tim. <laughs> or you might want to pace yourself. Or, how's your voice doing? 
And my response is always the same. First, it's to thank them for their care and concern. It turns out that for those of us who are privileged to lead worship here at St. Philip the Deacon, it is a long day. And we do need to pace ourselves and we need to worry about our voices, whether we're preaching or praying or singing or our hands, uh, if we're playing the instruments, our hands and feet, if we're on the organ, all of that is true, right? And so I acknowledge that when I respond and say thank you for your concern. Um, but then I always end by saying these words. You know, though, there's nowhere I would rather be. There's nowhere I'd rather be. And I was reflecting on that comment from me and thinking, but where exactly is it that we find ourselves on this night? And lest you think I have distanced myself from reality, yes, I know we're in Plymouth, and I know we're near the intersection of 6 and 101, and I know we're in this amazing congregation called St. Philip the Deacon. And that's the sort of simple answer, and by the way, even that simple answer, that obvious answer, there is nowhere I would rather be every year. You, the good people of St. Philip the Deacon, astonish me at all of the ways you grow in community and the ways that you support those in need and the ways you share God's love with the world around us. It's incredible. And by the way, whoever you are, wherever you have come from, uh, please hear these words. Here at St. Philip the Deacon, there is a place for you. And more than that, I would say this place needs the particular gifts, skills, and abilities that you bring. And that's true whether you've been here for decades, it's true whether you've been here for weeks or months, it's true if this is your first time worshiping with us, and it's true if you're joining us tonight online. There's a place for you here, and we are glad you are here, and I would not rather be anywhere else than with all of you here to celebrate this important holiday, Christmas. Now, that said, we are here at this particular place because of another place that we also go and visit at this time, at least in our imaginations. And I'm talking about uh, the city of Bethlehem because of something that happened there 2,000 years ago. And the best language I know to explain how we go every year to Bethlehem comes from the opening prayer to the service of Nine Lessons and Carols. Some of you are familiar with that service, perhaps? Anyone? Come on. <laughs> Wave your hands proudly, people. Um, lots of churches do the Nine Lessons and Carol service. We do actually do it here at St. Philpidecan. The most famous version of it, though, comes from King's College, Cambridge, where they have been doing it uh, since 1918. It started right after the, great, the end of the Great War, after the end of World War I. And the opening prayer, it's called the Bidding Prayer, has remained largely unchanged for more than 100 years. And it opens by saying, Beloved in Christ, at this Christmas tide, let it be our care and delight to hear again the message of the angels and in heart and mind to go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass and the babe lying in a manger. I love, I love that language.
Beloved in Christ, let it be our care and delight to hear again the message of the angels and in heart and mind to go even unto Bethlehem to see this thing that has come to pass. Now you might say, well, it's a fair question. What does it mean to go in heart and mind to Bethlehem? And I will suggest tonight that whatever else it means, it means going alongside or with or accompanying that cast of characters that we know so well who were there at the first Christmas. I'm thinking of Mary and Joseph and the shepherds um, and eventually the wise men, the magi. And when we accompany them, we discover, not unexpectedly, that they go to Bethlehem filled with questions and concerns and doubts and hopes and fears, right? Mary and Joseph are still trying to absorb this strange, wonderful, incredible news about the birth of their child. And they're thinking to themselves, how did we get here? And what is it going to mean for us for the rest of our lives? The shepherds are saying to themselves, you know, we're not really that important or significant. And yet, here we are, part of what is clearly this incredibly important, significant moment. And the wise men, the magi, are going as they always went to look for the answers to their deepest questions. Who am I? What is this thing called the world? How do I fit into it? 2,000 years later, my friends, it does not take a leap of faith to recognize that we, as we go in heart and mind to Bethlehem, bring the same kinds of questions and cares and concerns and hopes and fears as those first individuals did 2,000 years ago. I am sure there are people here tonight who are saying to themselves, how did I get here? And what does the future have in store for me? I'm sure there are people tonight saying to themselves, does my life even matter? Does it have significance? I'm sure there are people tonight who are asking deep questions of meaning. What are the answers to life? The good news, my dear friends, is that Jesus comes again on this Christmas to respond to those questions, to respond to those needs, to respond to those hopes and fears. And we hear that in all kinds of ways through the readings tonight, through the prayers, and through the incredible music. Music is such an important part of this time of year, isn't it? And I want to draw your attention to one verse, appropriately, of one of the carols, one of the hymns we'll sing later in the service about, guess what? A little town called Bethlehem in which, this is verse 4, we'll sing it later, um, in which we say to Jesus, hey, Jesus, come be with us today, this Christmas. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray, cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. And to that prayer, 
Every year, Jesus responds and says, yes, I will be born in you again, and I will respond to your questions, your concerns, your fears, your hopes, and I will remind you that I have been with you and I will be with you always. And I'll remind you that your lives are filled with significance and purpose and meaning and I will answer your deepest questions with my very self. Friends, as I suggested at the beginning, there is nowhere I would rather be than right here with you, here at St. Philip the Deacon, as together we journey in heart and mind to Bethlehem. But here's the exciting thing. The story doesn't end with Christmas. Instead, it ends by Jesus saying to each and every one of you, having received that promise of hope, that you are now being sent back out into the world. And friends, I look with anticipation and excitement to see how you, in the coming year, will share the Christmas message of joy and life and hope and peace and goodwill and love with a world that desperately needs to hear all of those things. In the meantime, enjoy your visit again to Bethlehem, and may you have a merry and blessed Christmas. Amen.